Hey everybody, welcome to the C3 Victory Podcast. We're so glad that you're here catching up with us. So sit back, relax and enjoy this conversation between two of our pastors from one of our online Sunday services. You can actually join us every Sunday for our online services. So make sure to head to c3victory.org.au for more information. Welcome church, here we are, another fantastic Sunday. I actually have a special guest with us this morning and uh, he's all the way from uh, actually just down the road, uh, surprisingly <laughs> enough, but he's really significant. The city. Um, yeah, in the city, come on in the burbs and in the city. But we have Pastor Ryan with us this morning. Thank you for coming in, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. This it's is awesome. cool. Um, Pastor Ryan is our regional director, so oversees all the region of churches from like Central, Central Coast, Coast, Port Macquarie, out to Tamworth. The promised land. Yeah. Man. It's like that little spot of the best milk and honey in Australia. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, but we thought it would be awesome to have him come in and just share his wisdom uh, and some faith into uh, kind of, I guess you could call it a bit of a series we've stumbled into, uh, recognizing really what people are dealing with at the moment, which is how do we do life well uh, under lockdown? Um, and even though that's starting to loosen a little bit, which Hopefully. is awesome. Come on Friday. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where Barbecues I'm like, I, just, are coming. I need to hug someone, anyone, <laughs> obviously my wife, which is great, but it's distance high-fiving. Um, but so last week I had a great message from our campus pastors, Pastor Darren and Beck, talking about families and just how do we do functional families? What does it look like to be super functional in that space? And I thought that being that we've got uh, Pastor Ryan with us, we'd dive into something a little bit more, uh, I guess, controversial. And that, that is how do we deal with our dysfunctions, right? Yeah. Um, so we recognize that in this season, dysfunction just kind of pops out everywhere, like when we're under pressure and totally. it's, 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 it's all over the place. But thought um, before we dived in, uh, I'd give you a bit of background. Um, you know, we met like over 10 years ago, yeah. right? I rocked up into the church. You were a young adults pastor at the time. And I had like this shaved head, this mohawk and... Um, had like a bandana on it for some reason. I don't know if you wore that a lot of times. Do you remember the bandana? I remember my bandana. Sometimes it was yeah, in the yeah. pockets. Yeah. But it's crazy, like where God has taken you and now we're both in ministry and yeah. it's awesome. It's it awesome to is. see what God does with a life. Um, no, no life, I believe, is too far gone from what, what God's able to kind of renew and transform and then turn into good. So yeah. we've shared some great chats over the years. I remember one of the first chats we had around your dinner table about proper toilet etiquette. Oh, absolutely. This is, it was an important kind of like grounding conversation Which in, in these our, times our friendship. Very, very relevant. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, shelves at, at supermarkets are restocked with the important items. Don't be wasteful. Only use what you need to. Yeah, we have like a count, a, a panel count with our kids. They've got to count it out. All know. right. Yeah, we're rationing. Anyway. Not to the floor, to the floor, fold, fold, fold. No, no. Um. No, although I remember that was your advice uh, <laughs> at the time. But I also yeah. remember I still, I actually still run my finances the way that you spoke to our Young Adults Connect group about, like yeah, it would have wow. been, I don't know, over 10 years ago where you talked about budgeting fortnightly for your bills, like a yeah, little right. bit out every fortnight. I still do that. Oh, wow. Run all of our finances like that. So um, I thought that it would be great 
just to, to have you speak into this space. Um, you got two teenage boys now mm. um, and learning all about life with teenagers. Right. How, how fun is that, man? It's... Yeah, it, 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 it definitely is interesting and, and uh, fun. And, Complex. Uh, yeah, it is. And definitely these times, it's been a little bit more challenging for them as well as for us. I think we're, we're mutual feelings on that. Um, so, Come uh, on. Yeah, love I... you, Jensen and Judah, if you're watching. Dude. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, just working that out right yeah, now. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, but... Um, we want to draw, we want to draw, we're going to, I guess, use more of a story in scripture so much than a specific passage this yeah. morning to set a bit of a scene. Um, we're going to dive into Genesis chapter 27. And if you're with us this morning and maybe you're tuning in for the first time, we would love to just say welcome. Uh, thank you so much for checking out our, our, our online stream. Yeah. Uh, we hope that you are just really blessed this morning, encouraged by what you hear. Um, maybe you just get some hope for your home situation, whatever it looks like. Uh, but for all of you who are regulars and tune in all the time, uh, we want to open up uh, God's Word, we believe is the source of wisdom for our life, and see what He's going to speak into us this morning about living life together. Uh, really. And so in Genesis 27, what we get is a, I, I think it's a great snapshot of some of the realities of life. Uh, it, it's probably a story that highlights some of the greater dysfunctions that occur, not just in families, but this morning we're talking housemates, uh, we're talking, uh, you know, parents to kids. Maybe you're living together as a newly married couple and there's all sorts of things that you're beginning to realize about each other, right? Like yeah. the first six months of marriage, it, it has some great aspects and then it has the, the unveiling of the reality of the person you've married sometimes, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we are acutely aware that in this time, all of those living arrangements are under increasing pressure. Mm. Um, there, you know, we're in, well, we were, I think we're coming out of it a little bit, but we were in the middle of this incredible spike kind of crisis, yeah. um, like heightened anxiety. Uh, everyone was like, oh my goodness, like changes every single day. Those people that hate change management would have been freaking out. Totally. Um, and, and all of that was this adding and kind of creating this like crucible of pressure in yeah. the home, I think. And whether the home was your family, just your spouse, your housemates all together. The real, I think this is a reality for all of us. And we see here in this story some of the dysfunction that is evident in, in life. And not to kind of read the whole of Genesis 27, but to set you a scene, Genesis 27 is the story of where Jacob... Um, steals his brother's blessing. Uh, we're talking about this ancient kind of culture where uh, the, the firstborn uh, was, was kind of uh, received a particular blessing from his father. The firstborn had all of these um, elements to his life and what he received and those sorts of things. And, and so Esau was the firstborn son in this family. Jacob was the secondborn son in the family. And what we see in this particular scene is all of the dysfunction that is in this family comes to light. So what happens is that Isaac, their father, is getting old. And he's like, look, I'm getting old. I can't really see anymore. It's time for me to give you your blessing. And, and so he says, listen, go out, 
catch some, some wild game, bring it home, prepare that beef stroganoff that I really love. Um, just a shout out to my wife, it's a dinner idea. <laughs> Go and prepare that for me and, and bring it to me. I wanna eat that food, my favorite dinner, and then I'm gonna bless you. Um, I'm gonna impart uh, what is yours as the firstborn son to you. And then we get like this, this scene flip where uh, his wife, so Jacob and Esau's mum, Rebecca, is, she, is, she is in the kitchen, right? And she overhears this conversation and she's like, calls in her younger son. Hey, Jacob, come here, come here. Listen, your father is about to give Esau the blessing. This is what we're going to do. We're going to set it up so you get the blessing. We're going to trick him. Go get some, some skin of an animal, put it all on your arms because, because you don't have a lot of like hair on your arms yet. Uh, put it on your arms. You'll be like your brother and I'll prepare the meal that I know he likes and we can trick him. We'll give him the meal. And, and we'll dress you up in some of his clothes and we'll deceive him into giving you the blessing. And so they go with this plan. And, and so mum and youngest son kind of come up with this plan, go with it. They, they get the blessing. Esau comes back. The blessing's gone. He obviously is a little bit angry about yeah. that. Kind of threatens <laughs> murder. Cool. The whole family explodes. Um, and, and that's the scene that we get in the in in the Bible, I, I love that the Bible's relevant, right? Absolutely. Like, come on, and I thought it would be kind of good this morning. Just, I'm just going to pull out a couple of the dysfunctions that I see straight away, just in case some someone relates this morning. I see favoritism. Uh, I see jealousy. I see uh, deception, lying, uh, a poor self-identity in Jacob. Really, uh, he he just craved being Esau, yeah. wasn't comfortable in himself, always wanted what his brother had. Totally. Um, selfishness. From the womb. From the womb, right? Yeah, yeah. backstory on that, yeah. totally. Um, anger, hatred, ulterior motives, um, and ultimately, really, that's just in the adults, right? <laughs> like, if we, if we really realize the context of this, um, uh, both Isaac and Jacob, sorry, Isaac is that both Esau and Jacob are grown adults at this yeah. point in time yeah. in their lives. We're not really talking, but teenagers. playing child games. Yeah. This is like this is like Jacob's mummy's boy. He's like an a, an adult male, mm. and still still like, hey, let's do let's do this. Let's deceive your father. Um, so crazy family, and maybe this morning your family is not necessarily quite that bad, like, yeah. you know, not stealing blessings and threatening murder and all those sorts of things. But we wanted to really be, I guess, a little bit transparent this morning and yeah. acknowledge that um, actually the relational dysfunctions that maybe pop up in, in our homes, in our families, they're, they're really actually a result of the dysfunctions that are first in us. Yeah. Um, and I think often we can we can first look to blame, uh, like if there's, if there's tension, if there's all sorts of things surfacing, we look to blame before we look at ourselves and go, oh, I'm, that's actually in me, I'm bringing that to the table. Oh yeah. Uh, and I know for me, I mean, like in, in here we talk about, we talk about kind of anger as a dysfunction and it's, it's a little unnerving to be kind of transparent but the reality is we all have dysfunctions. Absolutely. Um, and I, I have noticed, man, in the, in the pressure and the, the tension of the, the home that we find ourselves in, that we've mm. been forced into, really, the, 
the man, I am, I am struggling not to be like angry often. I, yeah. I've recognized there's a dysfunction in me. And I'm like, God, you've got to help me with this. Truly. Um, it's like a pressure cooker. Absolutely. We're all, all in the pot together and uh, stirring each other. And, and the dysfunction that used to be far below the surface in our lives suddenly seems to be like... Elevated. It's, yeah. like, right, it's like right at the top. But Truly. I wanted, I wanted to throw some questions to you out of this. Yeah. Um, how, like, how do you... So scripture tells us to cover a multitude of sin. Yeah. Right? How do we do that? What does it look like to cover a multitude of sin, like to, to cover in love and yet not ignore that there is an actual dysfunction at totally. play in that space? Yeah, it's really difficult, isn't it? Particularly when something happens, an injustice or a wrong, and I mean, that was a terrible wrong there. <laughs> yeah. The worst, the worst kind of thing. Uh, this, this kind of family makes you feel great, doesn't it, really? It gives you a confidence boost, for sure. It does, and it just continues to get worse and worse, really, for, for this family. And this is, this is the family that have been chosen by God, <laughs> the favoured people, and they've got all kinds of issues. So hopefully just there, if you read through the rest of Genesis, you're going to oh. feel great about your family life. But it, yeah, it's, God choose them, man. Yeah. We're good. We're good. I think lesson number one, um, yeah, definitely turn get the candle burning. Obviously, the, there wasn't good good visibility. I mean, <laughs> and Isaac was was a bit blind and so on. But uh, yeah, that's a lesson, and that definitely worked out for Jacob later when he slept with Leah instead. And um, it's a bit awkward. Yeah, yeah. So turn the get the candle burning. Come on. But um, the yeah, it's difficult, particularly when your emotions get. They rise yeah, yeah. with the pressure. Whether whether it's real, man. Like, yeah, you can't see objectively. You're just like I'm caught up in the emotion. I I absolutely. can't. I can't run out to the streets. I'm in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. You can go for an exercise. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just I've done a bit of that. In my active wear. So yeah. Every time I go out of the house, I'm, I'm angry. Exercising. I'm exercising, and I, I've definitely been doing that a bit. But um, yeah, it's harder in that emotional moment to actually be objective and and really be a little bit clear-minded it's it's difficult and then yeah, yeah. and then to, to cover a multitude of scenes well, it's really hard um I, I think that for me the first thing you have to do is yeah you gotta you gotta step away for a moment sometimes because yeah, yeah. I, I find that i've often communicated the things that have been most destructive and unhelpful uh when i'm in that moment of elevated yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. anger or or or, or you know, just in that moment. So stepping away for a moment, getting out and kind of having a moment, I think is helpful. <laughs> and I've been doing that. For me, it's getting out on the bike. Right. Yeah, yeah. Literally doing that. Just getting some space and be able to just ask myself some questions. So what, 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 so if, if we're able to carve out some space and that's getting a little bit easier. Yeah. The, you know, a few of the restrictions have been lifted, which is super beneficial. Yeah. But it's not space just for space's sake. No. Right? Like there is, there is intention, there is some, some self-consideration mm. in that space. What does that look like for you? Yeah, well, it is. Get out, have some space, and then have a conversation with the Lord. Um, keeping in mind that he always knows and can see everything that's going on from every... Right. Different angle. We're not hiding anything from him. No, you know? so it's, it's no point in trying to hide it. So I think be as 
honest as you possibly can be with God and verbalize it, confess it. I, I love this, the story of Job. There's just a, a book on lamenting. Yeah, yeah. That gives it's us all license God. just to speak Come out on. honestly. So I find that helps me yeah, good. to get out and let my rage out yeah. a little bit. Go, God, I'm, I'm feeling like this right now. Yeah, yeah. He knows anyway, so I might as well oh, let it out. exactly right. You know? Get out. feel uncomfortable doing that, though. Yeah, like somehow we've got do. to have this kind of projected um, prayer life, right? That's, that's actually void of how we're really feeling, but somehow we think we're supposed to use the right words with God all the Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Our prayer language often doesn't resemble our emotions or the yeah, way yeah. that we're feeling. And remembering again, God knows. He knows what you're feeling. So you might as well be as honest as you possibly can be. And so I... I typically do that. God, I'm angry. I'm feeling this way about this situation. And and I find that as I do that, it's good for my own soul, but it also brings some clarity and some objectivity. And God is able to speak into the moment. Great. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus spoke really beautifully into this when he did the Sermon on the Mount and he, you know, took the disciples and everyone away. And there was a lot of tension there. in that moment, but he speaks to them and he, and he says in, in uh, verse uh, chapter seven, verse five, he says, you know what? Uh, why do you see the speck that is in your own brother's eye, but you do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your, your brother, let me take this speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? Yeah, yeah. You hypocrite. <laughs> First take the log out of your own eye and then you'll see clearly and take the speck out of your brother's eye. So for me, that is a moment where you're going, right, what's yeah, in yeah. me? Totally. Let's, what, let's what's, turn the mirror this way. What's going on inside of me? What, and that starts with your emotions. Totally. I am feeling this, yeah, Lord. Yeah. And I find that that opens up some good dialogue. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how, how comfortable you feel doing this, but I, I wonder, uh, even right, actually right, sort of right now, I wonder whether there's a, a moment coming into your mind where God's perhaps speaking to you and trying to show you, hey, I want to actually begin to work with you on this particular dysfunction in your life that has been popping up lately. Yeah. And maybe God's trying to use this as an opportunity to, to kind of highlight a space that he, he'd like to bring some healing and some transformation Absolutely. to. Um, don't, don't disregard the thoughts that are kind of popping into your head right now. Um, and I'd also say don't feel guilty. Um, don't feel guilty, don't feel ashamed, but maybe go, oh God, maybe, maybe you want to help me in this space. Um, one of, the, one of the, the phrases in the Bible that I love to hate is that, that statement that spe- says, speak the truth in love. Yeah. Right? I would like that not to be in the Bible. And I think often <laughs> it, I, I, honestly, I think it gets taken out of context yeah. so much, right? Because, because to speak the truth is really to speak speak of, 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 of scripture, of Jesus, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not necessarily saying you need to be honest with everybody. To My evolve, opinion right? is truth, right? Yes. Yeah. No, truth is, is this. And love speaks of, of doing it in a space that's relational. So yeah. I hate that speak the truth in love has been taken out of context to be like, I've got every right to be honest of my opinion of you. As long as I say it with a compliment at the start and a compliment at the end, I can sandwich together my opinion. And that's just the truth in love. Yeah. Um, but there are housemates, there are uh, uh, spouses, there are families where 
objectivity is difficult. Sometimes, yeah. particularly as men, we're not always great at self-analysis, not, yeah. not gender stereotyping, but we're, we're not always great. How does, how does someone in the home help somebody else recognise that there is a bit of a dysfunction that is causing tension or harm or how do you be that person yeah. and bring that conversation um, in a way that is trying to highlight some truth yeah. in, but in love? Yeah, Give me totally. some wisdom on that. <laughs> Look, the thing that has helped me a lot, and this has come through a lot of counselling over the years for myself. Yeah, right. Uh, in learning to manage myself, because it's, it's all about our, ourselves, really. The, <laughs> the interesting thing is, is that we, we all stand before God on our own one day. Absolutely. You, you won't be, yeah. We won't be represented by your pastor or anyone else. Just stand there <laughs> by yourself. I, will, I won't be there, guys. And give an account. Uh, I mean, I, I will be there. In fact, you can call Nate in and <laughs> the Lord will say, you know what, Nate's next. You, you can sit down. <laughs> I need longer with Nate. We just... We're, we're only accountable to our own actions. That's it. Yeah, and the yeah. way that we behave out of that. So I think it's very helpful to always speak out about how you're feeling, right. not projecting yeah, yeah. what might be upon another, but to say, hey, I'm going to take responsibility. This is how I'm feeling right. in this moment and communicating that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's helpful. I think that uh, providing you've got some, got away. Yep. You've lamented. De-emotionalized. De You've got a bit the... of perspective, yep. hopefully. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> and you, you've, you've had that moment. And then you come in and say, this is how I'm feeling right yeah, now. Right. And, I, and the thing that I'm telling myself whenever I'm about to lash out at Erica or the boys for whatever moment it might be <laughs> is, is just listen. Just try to listen. Right. Just be quiet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I do that by gritting my teeth sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's real. It's real. But allow, allowing them to share their feelings. But take responsibility for yourself. Yeah, wow. It's, I, it's, that's, that's so true. Like, at the end of the day, because um, I know we're talking about this like, with our, our son at the moment, but you are responsible for your emotions. Yeah. Now, absolutely, there can be reason for certain emotions, but that doesn't mean we have an excuse just to run with those emotions. No. Uh, actually, part of having the Holy Spirit is that the fruit in our lives is self-control. Absolutely. Um, and, and then later in Timothy, it says that we have been given a spirit, not of fear, but of love, power, and a, a sound mind. Like mm. We have the capacity in the Holy Spirit to be both controlled in our emotions and process what is going on within us. Yeah. Um, it's so don't, important. Don't always know that we do that. No, because it's hard to make. I mean, when you feel passionate about something, it doesn't always come out. So it's good not to have those conversations like in the moment, right? No. And, and some really want to do that. I'm the personality that's like, let's solve this now. <laughs> but I've learned to, right. as much as I can, go to God first, yeah, yeah. lament it, work it through, come back, listen, share what I'm feeling. So that, that's helpful. But this, this is a big thing. Like, it's so hard when you're, when you're caught up in emotion. I look at back in, in John 20 uh, when Jesus is, is he's died yeah. and the disciples are full of a lot of emotion. They're angry at the Pharisees, the religious right. leaders. Yeah, yeah. They're angry at the Romans. Confused. They're, they're confused. They're angry at Peter, your <laughs> yeah. leader. You, <laughs> yeah, you messed up. Judas, 
Yeah, man. It's like... I mean, I'd there's, be, I'd be there's out for plenty him. of emotion in that room. They're behind locked doors. They're fearful. They're angry. Yeah. What has happened? Right. Right? They're right. feeling like that. Yeah. And yeah. we all feel like that. They're in, a, they're in an isolation. <laughs> they're locked behind They're in doors. isolation. But, and oh, they've got man. all this emotion in the room. And then Jesus comes in and he says, peace be with you. Because that wouldn't, that wouldn't freak you out at all. Yeah. Right? Like you're in isolation and lockdown and suddenly there's another person Emotion. there. Jesus like social distancing in. Jesus. Yeah. Whoa, right? whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> and he comes in and he goes, peace be with you. And he breathes and releases the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But then he says this, and this is, this is if there's anything that he wants us to hear is this. He says, if, you've rece- if you forgive, you'll receive my forgiveness. Wow. And it wow. says the same here in Matthew 7, that if yeah. you, when, when he talks about the Lord's Prayer, he finishes that, he gives all the, you know, the way how to pray. And then he says, hey, but listen to this. If you don't release forgiveness, you won't receive it. Yeah, wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. So he's speaking to them and he's saying, listen to this. I want you to leave this room. I want you to step out of isolation. Come on. Right? Yeah, yeah. But when you leave, I want you free. Yeah. Because I'm sending you out in the world to be a light and, and you've got to get whatever's in your own soul out. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're going to have to release forgiveness because forgiveness doesn't stop with us. We don't own it. <laughs> it's not something we own. Nobody does. Yeah, right. It's freely given from Jesus, right? Absolutely. So if we're going to receive it, it's got to flow in us and out of us. I think that's sometimes the hardest forgiveness to receive, though, is to forgive ourselves. Oh. Right. Like I know in the moments where I've I've let my anger, my emotion get the best of me, said things, you know, um, I'm hardest on myself. Yeah. After that, I'm like to forgive myself of that so that I am free to move on and then objectively go, OK, there's, there's some dysfunction that needs processing there with God. Yes. I think too often because we don't forgive ourselves, we keep that locked down under shame and guilt and so much so that we can't even bring it to God sometimes. It's like, oh God, I can't deal with this. Like, I'm just going to keep this locked down. But really, we can't receive in that space because it's, you know, it's kind of locked in there. It truly is. And this is the speck, the log that's in the eye. Yeah, yeah. When When you can't deal with what's in your own world, then your soul is like burdened. Yeah, yeah. It has this horrible weight. <laughs> and, and what it does is it changes your paradigm and your perspective on anyone around you. Yeah. Not just the person that you're angry with. Suddenly you get out in your car and because you're angry from this situation, you're now hurling abuse at, at the driver that's no just idea turned in front of you. I have no idea what you're talking about at all. <laughs> but right? <laughs> oh, man. So that, that log yeah, becomes your perspective and your worldview. Right. And then how how can how can we possibly fulfill the Great Commission if the if, yeah, yeah. if our eyes are full of a perspective that is completely unhelpful? So, so forgiveness. You know, I'm going to throw a couple of things here at you in one go. Yeah. Um, scripture talks about. Uh, I think it's Peter who says, hey, "Well, how many times? How many, mm. Like, you know, how many times do I need to forgive this person for the same thing?" Um, and secondly, uh, forgiveness and, and, and an apology is not always the same thing, yeah. obviously, but uh, apologies go a long way to help foster forgiveness and the process of forgiveness. So what makes, what, I guess, I guess, 
clarify for us the forgiveness. How many, how do we do it more than, you know, and then, and then what, what makes a good apology? How yeah. do, like practically, right? Like let's, let's go into a space where it's like, cool, we're going we're gonna, to uh, actually apply some practical elements to apologizing for maybe certain, certain emotional outbursts, maybe yeah. some other dysfunctions that have uh, caused certain tensions or, or uh, real life scenarios within your homes right now. Yeah. Uh, how, do, how do people go about a good apology? Yeah. <laughs> You've got to mean it first off, don't you? It's, yeah. And, and like I said before, that's where you really need to go to God first. Because if you don't get it out, right. if you don't get the laundry out with him, yeah. then it's going to come out on someone else. Yeah, yeah whether it be the person that you're upset it'll be like a at. Fake but it'll, apology. Yeah, it's just a waste of time for you. Again, the, the priority is, is for freedom that Christ has set us free. He he wants us free, unencumbered. Yeah. But yeah. and and that includes the guilt and shame. Because right. that's the most Absolutely. debilitating emotion any Absolutely. human will ever have is the feeling of guilt and shame. And it can be self provoked yeah. or it can be thrown by someone else. Yeah, yeah. And so we want to we want to live our lives. We're actually in this place of freedom where we can truly love right. others. Then, and so you've you, you've got to know that that whatever whatever you hold on to will be your own limitation. Yeah. And that helps with the motivation to resolve <laughs> it, doesn't it? Because it's going to be your limitation. Yeah. No one else's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You might be able to make someone feel really, you know, wrong and bad. But at the end of the day, it's only poison for your own soul. So that helps with the motivation. So I think a lot about that every day. And that's why in the daily prayer that the Lord encourages us to pray, he says, hey, forgive. Right. Yeah, yeah. So every day, this practice of I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to receive Christ's forgiveness. I'm going to release his forgiveness. Right. So I'm going to deal with it here. But then I'm going to take it and I'm actually going to release that verbally yeah, yeah. to the person that I've caused the offense to. And the Bible's very clear on that as well. And in fact, it goes at lengths that if you can't sort it out, then go you go and, get and get, go and get some help. Right. You know, this is how serious it is. Yeah, this yeah. is this is literally things, the very thing that tears people apart in this world. Yeah, absolutely. And it will te it tears us apart. Yeah. That guilt, that shame, that condemnation, the That's anger, right. the fear that can reside in our own soul and be completely unhelpful. So then you've got to go and release that and yeah. mean it. And mean it. Knowing right. that it's as good for you. Own, own your part yeah. in, in the whole thing. Knowing that it's as good for you as it is for them. Yeah, that's good. That's I'm unencumbered. Good. I've freed myself. A, a lot of the way through this, we have touched on processing with God. And, and for some of you, you may be really familiar with that, what that looks like. For others, it, this may be a totally new level of uh, realness in your relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like the truth about, I guess, Jacob's dysfunction is that they stayed with him until he got to a point where um, he, he had to deal with with it. Yeah. So, so from this point on in the, in, in the story, he, he actually flees Esau. Esau's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Like you I, I'm, man, if I see you, you are, you are gone. Right. And so, and so Jacob runs and, and he runs for years. Like you're talking pages of, of yeah. story, gets married, um, gets married to the girl that he didn't want, gets married to the girl that he did want. That's a whole nother story. Um, 
gets deceived himself, uh, and then and then ends up uh, getting uh, moving away from uh, kind of this the, his his father-in-law Laban, and gets to a point where he's gonna he kind of has his whole family, all of his his sheep and cattle and everything that he's accumulated in his life. Yeah, and he. he kind of gets to this point where he's actually about to confront Esau again. Yeah. And, and it's like all of this dysfunction that he has not dealt with in his life, in himself, uh, is coming full circle. Yeah. And it's interesting because we pick up that kind of crux moment for Jacob in Genesis 32. And again, not going to read the entire passage, but what he does is he sends everybody away. He carves out space where he is alone. Yeah. which I think is critical, right? I mean, mm. you've mentioned it a couple of times, but you've got to create a space where it's just you and God. Yeah, and um, I like it. Jacob wrestles. Right, he wrestles with God. It says it, says it in uh, 32, um, 20, where are we here? 20, 24. It says, This left Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until dawn. Yeah. And when the man saw that he couldn't win the match, he struck Jacob's hip, knocked it out of joint. Um, and the man said, let me go for its dawn. Jacob panted, I will not let you go unless you bless me. He says, what is your name? He replied, Jacob. I love that. It's like he finally came to terms with who he was. Yeah. He finally, he finally was real enough with himself and God where it's like, hey, actually, this is me. He, and he this wasn't- is me and I need to deal with it. Wasn't he searching for something? Because he got the his whole fa- time. he got his father's blessing, but here he is. He's like now he still doesn't feel like he's got it. That's he's, right. Because he's still it. craving a blessing. He got stole it, but I think he did two things. He wrestled with the Lord. He dealt with that moment with yeah. what was going on with him, knowing that he's going to his brother. And it's like, sometimes it's like a wrestle. Like it's not. We're not want to gloss over this whole hey dealing with your emotions with god is like you know fairy floss nothing rosy about it there's tears there's snot sometimes it's it gets ugly it's a wrestle right it's actually hard work um to go to this particular place of ourselves with god yeah it's not like your morning you know little Uh, well set up you know oh guess all of the angels were singing Just with coffee me. coffee you know, and worship. And, this yeah. is those moments that are gritty in your it's, relationship with God. And it's so important to be this real and honest with God. I think he, right. he desires it so much. Just the honesty. He does. To be, yeah, I, yeah. I can see everything here, guys. Just talk to me. Talk to me as you would right. a brother or a, fi- a family member. Yeah, yeah. And speak to me honestly about your feeling. Don't, don't give me your pat prayers. I mean, he told the Pharisees that, didn't he? Give yeah, him a yeah, tongue right. like just and he said, stop, stop praying like you, you want to be heard, to be heard. Yeah, but yeah. talk to me because I know what's going on. So submit it to me. And I like that. Jacob wrestled. He wrestled. He, he got honest with God yeah. and he dealt with what was going on in his life. I love, I love and he that. received the blessing. I love that we see that he wrestled and, and had to, he had to deal with who he really was in that moment. Um, and I think what hinders a lot of us is not wanting to own the dysfunctions that we have. It's yeah. not a pretty journey. That's a really difficult thing to do, but it's the beginning of healing, right? Yeah. Like the whole of the second chunk of the Bible, the New Testament, the whole of that is about God's power to heal, transform, renew, like we are born again, we're new creations. But 
And an ingredient in that is, is recognition and acknowledgement of elements of ourselves. Yeah, your humanity. Right. And I, I mean, right now, I can tell you this, there's something going on inside of me that God and I are having a conversation <laughs> about and it, it hasn't been one day. I love that. It's not one day and it's not a once-off conversation. No, I'm going with him every day and going, I'm still kind of feeling this. Yeah. And he keeps on going, well, what about this? <laughs> Holy Spirit kind of, you what know. What about this? No, we're not talking about and that. We're talking about In all about honesty, this. I'm not enjoying it every moment of it. But right. I know it's good for me. Yeah, yeah. It's good for me to be as honest and transparent as God is anyway. What a beautiful place to get to where you're actually being this honest with, with God, the person that loves you more than anyone else, to get real with yourself. I think, I think sometimes, I think for fear of exposure and, and fear that God would reject us and run from us, we, we settle for a shallow and therefore really limited mm. uh, relationship with God. And then we wonder why it grows cold. Yeah, and why your worldview, your filter then becomes yeah. impeded. Right, now our relationship is all about God doing stuff for us rather than a relationship for relationship's sake Yeah. and realness sake and authenticity's sake and him being him, which is awesome, but then me just being me in that relationship. Yeah. Like I think often we come into a relationship with God for the benefits um, and don't realize that God comes in a relationship for relationship. Yeah. <laughs> he wants the real us. Yeah. The truth, you know? the truth is, is he loves you as much as he loves me. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Well, and, then, he, yeah. and he sees our faults as clearly as, you know, it's not like more. It's the same. <laughs> he, exactly lo right. he loves yeah, you yeah. in the same way. So if, if that's the truth, then I've really got to receive the forgiveness for myself, but then I've got to let it go. That's huge. Yeah. And I've, I've, got to, I've got to love you as much as I do my own self, which again is the second commandment, and that is isn't it? That is always, sometimes, sometimes a really difficult thing. But you can't do that before you've actually dealt with your relationship with the Lord first. Yeah. It's interesting in, in, in what you've just said because people doubt that God loves them and yet we, or the, the crux of our entire belief system around Jesus is the greatest demonstration of love ever, right? Like God sent his only son to earth for the sole purpose of closing the gap between humanity and himself Yeah. for the purpose of relationship. You know, like that's, that's the good news. And mm. I'm here to tell you this morning that if, if any of this has been a little bit like, oh, that's a, that's a little bit closer home, the good news is the greatest healing balm, the greatest like softening of anything because the, the good news of, of the gospel is that God loves you so much yeah. that he sent his son to die on your behalf so that he could have relationship with you and, and bring healing and transformation to those areas of dysfunction. And I want to give you an opportunity right now as we come to a close this morning to either begin a relationship with God or maybe, maybe you need to re-engage with your relationship with God at a real level. 
where this surface has has actually just it's gotten a little bit like oh just oh, it's surface and and it's lost its significance and it's lost its validity in your life and it's lost the the place at which our relationship with God should be which is the very center of our life and, and maybe it's just become this tack on part of your life rather than this center part like like everything about your life comes out of the relationship that you have with him and whether whether you're starting for the first time or you feel like you want to re-establish relationship with him this morning it's simple it's so simple uh, it's it's almost too simple to be true but the truth is the bible says that to do that requires just three ingredients it requires an acknowledgement that that we need god that we have these areas of dysfunction and the Bible calls the result of those sin. Sin separates us from God. But the second thing is, is, is an acceptance that when Jesus came to earth, he died, was buried and rose again. That in doing that, the sin that is in our life is forgiven. And when we believe in what Jesus did and we believe who he was, when we accept that, the, the, the sin in our life is forgiven and cleansed and we can have relationship with him. And, and third, it's, it's super simple. It's really just confessing that, that we want God to be the Lord of our life and we want to have relationship with him. So maybe this morning you would like to begin a relationship with God. Or maybe you have questions about what that looks like. There's a moment right now that, that our host is going to post on our stream. It's going to give you an opportunity to click saying, yes, I want to raise my hand. I want to accept uh, I want, to, I want to begin a relationship with Jesus. If you do that now, we would love to continue the conversation with you, pray with you. Uh, but I'm going to ask Pastor Ryan this morning if he can pray for every person that is maybe beginning this relationship for the first time or maybe re-engaging um, in your relationship with Jesus at this real authentic level where you're going to begin to actually bring him in to some of those spaces. Can you, will you want to pray for us this morning, man? Yeah, totally. Awesome. Let's pray together. I pray that I, I pray every day. Come on. Um, so let's do that. And, and just pray this right now. Just say, Father God, thank you for Jesus. Yeah. Thank you for sending him to give his life for me hmm. and for offering me forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness. I'm sorry for the mistakes that I've made and I'm sorry for the guilt and shame that I've accepted mm. and I receive your forgiveness. And just, just receive that right now. And I'd encourage you to pray this prayer as well and to say with that forgiveness that I freely receive, even though I didn't deserve it, I freely offer it and I forgive. And yeah. you might have some names there that you need to just place in there and just say, Lord, I, I forgive them release forgiveness to them and just feel right now just the presence of God settle on you his yeah. peace settling upon you and I just pray blessing upon every person that's prayed that prayer right now in Jesus name amen 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 thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed that message from our pastoral team. And if you'd like to know more about C3 Church Victory, please head to our website, c3victory.org.au. Until next time, we pray you have an incredible day.